The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Our guest today is Ayanla Van Zant. We are having a little trouble getting her um, by phone, so we're going to be waiting to uh, hope that she'll connect with us as we uh, move forward. But I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, first, let me tell you just a little bit about her. She is Ayanla Van Zant. If you don't know her, you're not watching uh, much on the OWN Network. She is a New York Times bestselling author, host of the number one reality show on OWN Network, Ayanla Fix My Life. Great show. I love to watch it. And frequent guest on Super Soul Sunday and Oprah's Life Class. She's easily one of America's most profound spiritual leaders who empowers individuals all across the globe uh, to live into their own truest self. Her body of work spans over three decades and includes CDs, television, radio, and onstage performances, 15 published books, and five New York Times bestsellers, which have been translated into 23 languages. Iyanla's no-nonsense approach to helping others to live a healthy and whole life demonstrates her clear capacity for delivering the absolute truth with love. She warms our hearts while pushing us to grow. Today, we're very hopeful that we're going to get to talk with her about the purpose, the power, and the freedom of forgiveness. So you want to stay here for all of this today. We're hoping to be able to uh, connect with her. And uh, we had plans for this appointment. And uh, so there must be something that's going on that's kept her from being able to call in or us being able to reach her. But we're going to move forward. And hopefully the production team will be able to reach her as we move One of the things that, if you've been listening to my show for very long, you know that one of the things that I've said is that that I have two F words and one S word. The S word is should, and I joke with my clients that we should not use the word should um, uh, because it's an S word. And really what I mean by that is that it's, it's not a word that helps us to understand who we are. And the word fault is one of my F words because it also is a word that doesn't help us understand who we are. And I have included the word forgiveness in that uh, category of F words because it is uh, a word that does not um, always make itself clearly understood because there's so many connotations to that word. Um, it is very often seen as uh, a, uh, a word that we can just do it by thinking it. We can say, well, I forgive you and that's it and we're done. And there's no feelings that we need to deal with about that. 
Um, and so very often we fool ourselves into believing that we're, we're forgiving someone when we're not. It's often also uh, 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 another chance to uh, accept the unacceptable or learn to tolerate the intolerable. Uh, we, we very often try to talk ourselves into believing that we have forgiven someone in order to manipulate ourselves into staying in a very difficult and even abusive situation. We also um, use the word forgiveness and, and say we've forgiven people when we're really still filled with a lot of resentment simply because we have a desire to be seen as a good person. Um, we ha- use it sometimes as a manipulative tool. If I forgive this person, then they'll do so-and-so for me. Um, if I forgive them, then I'll be able to um, get them to do things for me in another way, in another time, or forgive me when I've done something wrong. And it's not real forgiveness when we do that. Um, so we need to... Um, we need to understand that this word can be misused. Mostly, though, it's misused as a cover-up for all that goes on inside of us that we really don't want to know. But that's what I love so much about Ayanla's book. Uh, her book is entitled Forgiveness, 21 Days to Forgive Everyone for Everything. And um, the thing that I love so much about it is that she is not speaking of forgiving other people so much as she's forgive, talk, talking about forgiving ourselves. And the way she goes about that is by talking about um, forgiving the self um, for judging a situation or a person, forgiving the self for believing a certain thing about a certain a situation. Now, what she's not saying, and I want to be really clear here, is that, um, and I think she would validate this when we can get her on the, on the line here, um, uh, she's not saying that uh, the the w- what happened is didn't really happen. You know, she's not saying, "Well, I forgive myself for believing that I was molested because I wasn't really molested." That's not what she's saying. She is saying that we have uh, managed to construct all kinds of other things around the events in our lives that aren't necessarily so um, to to sort of mitigate. Um, our feelings about that situation and those beliefs help us get through but they're not really helping us to understand ourselves better um, and live our lives more fully alive and true so what I really believe and, and what I've said before on the show is that I changed, I changed the word forgiveness to acceptance because that word forgiveness is so misused so many times that um we, you know, we want to be able to um, really walk through a process of forgiveness uh, and not just stop short by thinking we've forgiven or by manipulating or by tolerating the intolerable and accepting the unacceptable or by covering up what we really feel. What we want to do is walk through all the feelings relative to um, whatever it is that we're trying to forgive uh, and what she's saying here is so helpful because when we work with her plan in her book, we get in touch with those feelings and we get in touch with that emotion and we get in touch with the, the thoughts and the beliefs that we have about that person or event and it really does help us to move past it. She also includes tapping uh, which I want to get her to tell you about when she gets on the show. Um, 
uh, and I'm not going to say more about that right now because that's going to, I want that to be sort of her expertise. But um, what I really believe is that forgiveness, if it's done right, is one of the biggest deals on the planet. Not because we're bad people who have done bad things, but because without it, we're left with this ball and chain of resentment that we're trying to drag through our bloodstreams. So here's the thing. Uh, resentment and anger and fear related to past events and sort of post-traumatic responses to past events all come from feeling uh, victimized. That doesn't mean we've developed a victim identity. That's Feeling victimized is not the same as developing a victim identity. An identity as a victim means that we are, we have um, identified solely as victim. In other words, I'm always fighting against City Hall, and City Hall is always going to win, and that word always is very important to a victim identity. Um, So uh, when it comes to understanding more fully what it is that we're doing in this whole forgiveness process, we need to understand that when we are feeling victimized, when we are feeling victimized, we are going to have a harder time forgiving. In other words, forgiveness actually does help us to um, move past victim like a feeling like a victim. Um, it, it allows us to say, okay, that happened, it was real, it was hard, and I'm okay. And not only am I okay, but somehow I know that I'm stronger, wiser, more alive, more authentic because of it. And that, when we get there, is true forgiveness. I think that we know for sure that we've forgiven someone or some event or something external to us, and I'm just talking about the external right now, when we can thank it for what it did and really mean it. So um, I can look back on some events in my life that were really hard, and I honestly look at those things and go, yep, I'm so grateful that happened to me because I learned so much, and I'm a completely different person because that happened. Now, would I want to walk through it again? No. Would I invite it again? No. Uh, but, and am I going to get in another situation like it? No. But I learned so much. And because I did, I'm a changed person. And that change makes all the difference in terms of what I'm doing here. And so when, when we're talking about um, forgiveness here, what we're talking about is life changing experience and what she's offering is a plan to do it in 21 days because she's included tapping with it tapping um, like uh, uh, several other methods can sort of speed up the process of working with um, emotional issues because you're also tapping on the meridians of the body that um, sort of get the body mind working together and in that process it's a little bit like um, uh, yoga, where you're putting the body and the mind together. It's a little bit like uh, 
dance where you're putting the body and the mind together. Any of those things that actually put the body and the mind together mean that you're releasing from both the body, the mind, the heart, the soul, everything that's sort of holding you back. So um, in that in that process of forgiveness, what I've said before is, you know, it's just like the grief process for me. It's like you go through the anger, the denial, the anger, the sorrow, the bargaining, and then the acceptance. And so some of the beliefs that she talks about in this book that we have to forgive ourselves for are bargaining beliefs. So that um, we're, if I believe that if I do X, Y, and Z, then this will happen, then um, I'm bargaining. And I can forgive myself for bargaining. <coughs> Excuse me. I know you can tell there's a difference in my voice today. I have pneumonia, so I'm um, working around that, so you may hear some uh, coughing every now and then. When, when we talk about forgiveness, what we're talking about is that we recognize that life has its challenges for us in love. One of the statements that she makes in the book that are is um, I think taken from the Course in Miracles. No, I think this is her statement. I'm sorry. Um, it says, regardless of how hard, challenging, frightening, or difficult an experience may seem, everything is just as it needs to be in order for us to heal, to grow, and to learn. Well, my question to her was going to be. Hopefully, I'll still get to ask it if we can still raise her. Uh, how did you come to know this truth? But uh, um, so we don't know that yet, why, how she came to know it. But what I know is that, um, like I said a minute ago, I can look back on things in my own life and see how much they've changed me. And then I have to go, okay, well, did I, did I bring that to me for a purpose? Did I arrange that for myself for a purpose? Um, did my soul orchestrate that event so that I could see clearer? You know, there are some people who say that we choose our life experiences before we even get here. Well, I don't know what you believe about that, and I'm not even sure what I believe about that. But I, but I do think that there's something going on here that if you looked at it from the perspective of, of uh, random events, then you'd have to go, there's something a little hinky here. Uh, because, because the events seem to so clearly match the the need we have in that particular area. So, for example, once upon a time I was a very shy person, and now I'm not because of an event in my life. And it took exactly that event. No other thing could have made it different. So we're going to talk some more about that. I hope that we're going to still be able to raise Iyanla. We are trying desperately to get her on the phone, and I don't know what's happened. I hope everything's okay with her. And uh, so we'll be back, though, in just a few minutes. So hang with us. We still hope to get her. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the program Inside Out, our outsides match our insides. Join host Beth Green along with co-host James Maynard for an insightful weekly journey that lets us all be real with no boundaries. We'll discuss current events, interview amazing guests, challenge old ideas, and see ourselves and our world more clearly. 
It's about you as much as us. So you're invited to call in, write in, and most of all, tune in. Listen for Inside Out, live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Okay, we're back uh, talking today about uh, Yana Van Zant's forgiveness book and uh, hopefully still trying to raise her. I understand that someone has texted her. I think there's been a a mix-up about the time change. So uh, hopefully she'll be calling in soon. Um, I wanted to give you a statement that uh, she makes at the beginning of the book. She says, I forgave the man who raped me and the men who abandoned me. I forgave the woman who abused me and the women who betrayed me. I forgave the people who lied to me, and I forgave those who lied about me. I forgave the person who stole from me, the person who disappointed me, and all of the people who dismissed, diminished, and denied me. The only person I have not been willing to forgive is myself. I'm sure that there are some of you out there who recognize this, but I think the thing is that unless we've really forgiven ourselves, we haven't really forgiven those other people either because we can we can we cannot really fully empathize with uh the shame the uh the need to make amends the uh the hardness the 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 violence the whatever that another person has in them until we have found it in ourselves. 
Now, that's not to say that we're all violent, horrible people. That's not what I mean at all. What I do mean is that we all have a capacity for any given behavior. Every one of us has a capacity for any given behavior. So if I'm, um, if I am, if I've been betrayed, for example, now I could look back on my life and say, I have never betrayed a single person, but that's probably not true. First of all, if I'm not living into my authenticity, I am betraying myself every single day. And what is that like? For my authentic self, there's a person hidden in the closet of my experience that does not is not allowed out into my awareness because I'm living into another identity that I think I have to have in order to survive. I I I need the people in my life, and they need me to be this way, and therefore I'm going to send my authenticity away. So I betrayed myself. The other thing is that as long as I'm not living authentically, I am betraying everyone I know as well. Because unless I'm living authentically, I am not giving them the gift I came here to give them. So is it really true that we haven't betrayed anyone? I doubt it. So, okay, here's the deal. I'm not saying uh, bad deed for bad deed. Okay, I'm not saying eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a sin for a sin. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that in order for us to really genuinely forgive another person, we have to be able to understand emotionally, not intellectually, emotionally, where they were coming from. So if my mother was abusive, I might not ever understand why she didn't stop, why she didn't, um, you know, till she kept doing it, till you know, we all grew up. I might not ever understand that. But I can understand the emotion of violence. I can understand the emotion of rage that feels out of control. Because I've had it. So that, and I'm not understanding it again from an intellectual capacity. I'm understanding it from an emotional capacity. Okay, so then I can say, okay, here we are in this experience together. We've had this experience together. And our... Uh, our knowledge of ourselves as people uh, has shifted because of this. Just before the break, I was telling you about an incident that occurred in my life in which um, I was once shy and became not so shy because of this event. And what I mean by shy is I would avoid every instance in which I had to confront someone or, or had to be confronted by someone. Every instance, and I would not go there. Um, turns out that ultimately I had a boss who was doing a lot of unethical and, and even illegal things. And um, I happened to be the second in command. And I knew two things. One, that um, because of my licensure, I had to confront him. My licensure required that I confront him. Um, any on unethical activities and illegal activities. Also, uh, the staff that I, that worked for me needed me to confront him, and so I had to step up. There was no way around it. I did try for a couple of years to just kind of sneak around, you know, and get things done that were done correctly without him ever knowing it. But he always managed to find out, and always managed to end up having to confront him. So. 
And by confrontation, I don't mean getting in his face. I just mean telling the truth. Um, and uh, by the time there was two years, there was a whole two years when I had to walk through that. And I had to be able to um, steady, stay on my feet, be ready on my feet for anything that he was going to pull. Because he was once he figured out that I had him figured out, he was after me. And, I, and so I had to do a lot of things to just protect myself, but also to protect the staff and also to maintain my licensure and also to make sure that he didn't blame me for all the stuff he was going to do wrong, which he was ready to do. So I was in a very catch-22 situation. But by the time those two years were over, I had no more problem confronting anyone. And that's not to say I go around just, you know, getting in people's faces. Confrontation is a word that I used to think meant you got in somebody's face and it's just not nice. You know, it's not nice to get in somebody's face or it's rude to get in somebody's face. But actually, confrontation is just quietly telling the truth. And that's all it is. And that's all I did was quietly tell the truth. And eventually I got another job and that was all good. But... Uh, I was not allowed. It seemed that the universe was preventing me from getting another job until I got that lesson. I sent out resumes everywhere all over the planet and never got a nibble, even though I'm pretty qualified. Never got a nibble. Why? Because it wasn't time for me to go yet, or at least that's what it looks like. Now, if I'm looking at that from the perspective of someone who believes that all of life is random, then I'm going to go, well, that was an interesting configuration of coincidences. But... You know, really, I have to go, no, that's, that'd be a head-scratcher for somebody who really believed that life is a bunch of random events. Um, I have to look back at that and go, hmm, that's very interesting. It's going uh, to be interesting to see how we can put this all together like the perfect puzzle that it is and still call it random events. So... Um, when, I, when, when, the, when the world acts like something that is working with me to accomplish what I came here to accomplish, then what, what will happen is that we, I will begin to see that there's not so much to be afraid of and it'll be easier for me to, um, for me to manage my life in a way that Trust the universe. That is the ultimate forgiveness. In Yana's book, she talks about forgiving God and forgiving life for being what it is. And so if life is what it is, and I can go, I could do it one of two ways. I could say, well, life is what it is. That's just life. Life's, life's a bitch and then you die, right? Um, or I could say, you know, life is hard. I hear lots of people say that. Lots of my clients come in and they say, you know, life is really hard. It's really hard, and, uh, and that's where they stop. That's it. Life is hard. That's their definition of life. Boom. Life is hard. A lot of other people, it's life's a bitch and then you die. For, another, for other people, it is life is a conundrum, a mystery, a, a, a long list of tallied random events. For other people, um, it is a miracle that happens every single day. And every breath I breathe is another miracle. So when, when it happens that um, 
that we have these events of these things um, that come up, what we need to understand is that life and the universe are working together with us to open us, to awaken us to deeper and deeper aspects of ourselves. And that goes very well along with um, the, the, the theories that I've put out there before on the show about how it is that we're, we came here knowing who we were in formlessness and then we, we created ourselves anew as form and then we, um, uh, as form, we had to figure out what it meant to be form. If I'm form now instead of formlessness, does that mean I'm um, totally different? I'm, I'm not the same as I once was? And if that's so, what does that mean about the nature of my beingness? And am I now separate from the formlessness that created me? All those questions had to be answered. And the ways that we've answered it is we've had to struggle with duality, this feeling that we're separate from the divine. And the struggle with duality means that we're trying lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to get clear on who we are as the authentic divine beings we actually are. So... When, when Yana Van Zandt is talking about forgiveness, what she's, uh, the forgiveness of life or, or God, what she's basically saying isn't, oh, life's just hard, get over it. Or life's, life's a bitch and then you die, just get over it. Uh, you know, the other one is uh, make merry today for tomorrow you will die. Um, that, that one is a, one that a lot of us today use that, that is, you know, just have fun when you can and live for today and don't worry about tomorrow. And what that means isn't the same thing as live in the now, be present in the now. It means, you know, just get over it. Life's tough, so have a great time and don't worry about it. And any, all of those ideas are, are faulty belief systems that are based in the premise that uh, we, that life is supposed to be one thing, but it's actually something else. And that is what she's talking about in the book. And, you know, I'm going to let her say more about that. We did just hear from her manager. And uh, they said that she is not going to be able to call for whatever reason. Um, They said they were very sorry and they're going to reschedule. So for all of you people who have been uh, uh, listening to the radio show because um, uh, you've heard about it on Twitter or uh, the press releases, Please know that we are going to get her back on the show, um, and uh, so don't, so stay that stay with us for the rest of the show. We're going to talk some more about forgiveness, as she put it, and then we're going to get her back on the show another time. I really apologize, and I uh, hope you don't feel misled, uh, but we are going to get her back on the show another time. So, okay, so one of the things that is also stated in her book, and I really want her to talk about this, but I'm going to give you my take on it right now. Um, She said, there's a quote in the book that says, healing was at hand, which meant that forgiveness would be required. And that statement was made in one of the stories she told about herself, which this book has a lot of great stories, some about her own life and some that were written by friends of hers that contributed to the book. Um, What a lot of times... Well, you know, earlier in the in the very first segment of the of the show, I said that uh, I used I very often categorized forgiveness as an F word, 
because it is so often misunderstood and misused. And very often we think that forgiveness is a bargain with the universe or with the divine. Um, In the sense that we have heard all of our lives the Lord's Prayer in which we're supposed to forgive uh, others as we forgive, uh, as we want to be forgiven, basically. And uh, so the idea is we will not be forgiven unless we forgive others. But anytime you've got an unless in there, it's a bargain. Okay, so you've heard me talk about bargains many times on the show. A bargain is an if statement that says if I do this, then this will happen. It's an emotional um, deal that we make with the universe. So I'm, if I, if look, for example, if I have an alcoholic husband or wife, I might say, well, if I just tell him one more time how this feels when he gets drunk or high, then he'll stop drinking. Or if I lock him out of the house, then he'll know how mad it makes me, and then he'll stop drinking or using. Um, those are bargains, and they just prolong our agony. We have to walk through them. We just do, but they prolong our agony. And so we, we have to get to the end of all of our bargains before we can get to acceptance. And the bargain we make with the universe about forgiveness so often is, I better hurry up and forgive that other person because I want God to forgive me. Now, I'm going to tell you that's not real forgiveness. <laughs> it's not. We, it, we're bargaining with the universe. And anything that's a bargain is not based in real genuine authenticity so when when it comes down to uh, our healing the same thing is often true we tend to think well if I forgive X Y and Z then God will heal me of my illness or whatever a very common problem with illness is that we 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 want desperately to be healed and so we bargain we say well I won't ever do that again God if you'll just heal me or I won't. I will forgive so and so if you'll just heal me, or you know those kinds of bargains. Our healing and our forgiveness very often work hand in hand, and but it it doesn't necessarily work the way we think it's going to work. So what what might happen is that I might have a problem, a healing, a disease. <coughs> Excuse me. And I might need to to uh, be healed from that disease, but my, I also might need to forgive someone. And yes, there might be some release in that forgiveness, but that doesn't necessarily mean that if I don't forgive, I won't be healed, or if I do forgive, I will be healed. So that's what we want to talk about when we come back in just a moment. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. How can you make holistic health care work for you? When you are in search of wholeness, it's time to listen to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with host Renee David Alkali. Here you will find cutting-edge information that approaches the human being as a biochemical, individual, whole person, rather than as a set of isolated symptoms. Learn how it all comes together on Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life, live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today about forgiveness. Uh, we the plan today was to interview Yolanda Van Zant, and uh, we have heard from her manager. We were trying to get her. She's actually in Houston, Texas, and is in production. And thought she would be able to do it at uh, in the next hour um, because she was on Central Time. But got confused about the time change, and so she's not going to be able to call in uh, in time. And wants to reschedule. And um, so I really do apologize. I hope none of you feel misled. I am going to continue to talk about her book today, but uh, uh, I want to tell you that she will be back to the show, and we will be working with her immediately to try to arrange another time, hopefully, maybe even next week. We'll see. Um, so, um, so just stay tuned for that and stay with us today because we're going to continue to talk about forgiveness um, from, from the perspective of her book, although I'm not going to do her talking for her. I'm going to let her do that when she gets here. So, okay, we were talking about the, the bargain we make with healing, that if I forgive someone, then I will be healed. Um, if I've got some serious illness and I say to myself, well, I've never forgiven my father for all the terrible things he did to me, well, if I forgive him, then the universe will heal me. Not necessarily. Um, I don't know what the universe has in mind for any of us at any given time. Uh, I, I, I do believe that our life events are what work to bring us to full awareness of who we are as divine beings. Um, I've said that in the book about the law of attraction. I've said that again in this recent book called Inhabiting Heaven Now. And uh, I will say it again and again because I believe it. That um, that our whatever our life events are, we have called them to ourselves, attracted them. Um, they were designed for us. However, you want to say that, it all means the same thing. It we are here in a growth process, 
and we are coming to know who we are as divine beings in form, no longer in formlessness, in form that is also formlessness. So we, as a part of that process, we are going to go through certain events, and some of those events are going to be events that cause us to do what we call suffering. And uh, so we're going to process that suffering will bring us to new emotions, new feelings, new awarenesses. And if we're open to it, it will bring us to new understandings of who we are. And, and so will you be healed if you forgive someone? I don't know. But I can say that that bargain is probably not a real way to forgive someone. So, so here's the deal. If I'm forgiving myself for needing to forgive you, that might work a little better in those events. If I can be with myself long enough to understand why it is that I haven't yet been able to forgive you, then I can have some self-empathy. I can have some compassion for me where I am in the moment I'm in so that I can uh, understand be with, love, appreciate, enjoy, even hold my own self. And in that holding, what, what I'm doing is finding deeper and deeper meaning in my own life, deeper and deeper essence to my own bones, my own skin, my own flesh. And I'm, I'm, I worry less. I worry less because I'm more solid inside of me. I'm more solidly form and formlessness, divine and human, all at the same time. And in, in, in and as that, I, I want to clarify that when healing is at hand, yes, there is going to be some require, forgiveness required. But that doesn't mean necessarily that when forgiveness is at hand, there will be the kind of healing we think we're going to get. When we get that, when we give that forgiveness, the first forgiveness, and that's why I love Iyanla's book so much, is the forgiveness of the self. I forgive myself for thinking these ways. I forgive myself for uh, for uh, believing these ways. I forgive myself for some of the choices I've made. I forgive myself for um, for being for believing that I should be doing things a certain way, uh, for judging myself. I forgive myself for judging myself. Once upon a time, many years ago, I believe probably as much as 30, 35 years ago, um, I read a book on forgiveness, and it said all you had to do was say, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you three times, and, and then you will have forgiven the person. Well, I tried that, <laughs> and it didn't work so well for me. Didn't work so well for me. So, um, I, I, you know, look back on that experience as one of those experiences that taught me something really well, which is that we can't get to forgiveness by going external or by going through the, the head only. We can't get to forgiveness by going through the head or by going external. In other words... I can't forgive you unless I'm in touch with what's really going on inside of me. And that, again, is what I love so much about Ayanna's book because it puts everyone in immediate contact, lasting contact 
and having to go back to that contact again and again with what's going on inside of me. So I really recommend this book to you, um, Iyanla's book. It's called Forgiveness, 21 Days to Forgive Everyone for Everything. And uh, it really, she just really does a great job of letting it be everyone and everything. Um, So I want to go back to that statement she made, regardless of how hard, challenging, frightening, or difficult an experience may seem, everything is just as it needs to be in order for us to heal, grow, and learn. Now, again, my question to her was going to be how she came to know this is truth. Well, she's not here to ask and answer that question today, but I'm going to tell you why I came to know it as truth. I came to know that as truth because my life events have, I've had, just like you've had, I've had some hard, challenging, frightening, and difficult experiences. And, you know, I'm actually in the process of sort of telling my story right now in my own life because that's very important to me to just sort of regather together those pieces and and do some more emotional work on it. Not that I'm dredging up the past uh, again, but I'm, rather that I'm there's some um, healing that takes place in just sort of telling the story and being present with it as you tell it. So I'm in the process of doing that right now, and I and I. Um, w- I, I know as I look back on these events in my life that were very difficult, some of them close to death uh, kinds of experiences, where, uh, where I came to newer and deeper, more miraculous understandings, not only of who I am, but who the divine is in me. So these things brought me to a greater and greater depth of understanding uh, of who I am, and, um, and and so when it comes down to reality, um, that that reality is not only what I've experienced, but what I learned from those experiences. So uh, the the reality that we look at in our lives is generally. Well, this is what happened, and this is what he said, and this is what she said, and um, and we we look at these events, and we look at them totally from an external perspective, and we very often might also go, well, that hurt my feelings, or that made me really afraid, or you know, then uh, this is what I did about it, or this is what they did about it, and these are the things that happened. That's all external, and it's all in the head. We recognize, we remember that these things happened, but we're not really with it. We're not really present with it. Okay, so what I don't mean by that is that we've left our bodies. Some of us do in certain events, and um, but I do mean that we 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 don't aren't really present enough to really hold that whole event as sacred, because that is the ultimate forgiveness is to realize that everything that has happened is a sacred event. And so it promises to give us everything that a sacred event can give us. And if we are open to receiving what that sacred event has to give us, then we will receive it. So, okay, so here's what I'm saying. When an event happens that we have to look back on and ask ourselves about forgiveness, 
you know, the event has already happened. It's a memory now. It's not happening right this minute. But if we can go inside of ourselves and be present with what's happening in ourselves today about that event in the past, then we are taking the sacred home. We are allowing ourselves to be present with everything in that event, everyone and everything. That doesn't mean we falsely tell ourselves that we're, we're going to forgive these people. My objective is to forgive these people, and I'm going to march in there, and I'm going to forgive these people, and I'm going to forgive myself, and I'm going to whatever. That's not how it works. Um, it, it does require our presence, and that's why I think the tapping helps that Iyana uh, is going to talk about when we get her back on the show. And uh, I, I think that's also what, um, what happens when we open up to receive what's in us in a memory. So, so here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's a magic formula that's going to make everything all better. What I am saying is there's some work involved, and and Ian was saying that too. It's obvious from this book that there's some real work that needs to be done, and the work is about coming to know and be with and be present with yourself as you work with the events, uh, the happenings, the realities of your life from an internal rather than an external perspective, from an emotional, spiritual rather than just an intellectual perspective because we have so many shoulds you know he shouldn't have done that she shouldn't have done that i should have done this i should have done that those shoulds are judgments that keep us in unforgiveness what is happening is what should be happening and that's what iyanla is saying and that's what i'm saying so i hope we're going to be able to get iyanla back next week i don't know if that's going to happen or not but i'm going to try and if that's true, we'll, we'll have her back then. Um, if it's not, then uh, we will not. Um, and I will let you know more about that um, uh, through email and, and online, um, Facebook and all that. If not, we're, if we're not going to have it, we're, her on the, next week, we're going to explore the personal empowerment of authenticity from the perspective of telling ourselves the truth. Very similar topic. So be here for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.